It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Tuesday, December 26th. Coming up, we'll look back on this year's major news stories in Wyandotte County. But first, we'll visit Johnson County, where cities have been growing and getting more diverse. This year, leaders addressed complex issues from affordable housing to the teaching of race and history. They shaped decisive elections and set the stage for more big decisions in 2024. KCUR's Brian Ellison spoke with Kyle Palmer, editor of the Shawnee Mission and Blue Valley Post, about Johnson County's top stories. Kyle Palmer, what did you see as the top story in Johnson County politics and government this past year? Well, I think undoubtedly it was housing. Um, It was the top story in 2023, and I think it portends to be uh, the top story again in in moving into 2024. Um, It became such a central issue um, in several cities, most notably in Prairie Village, where several city council races hinged on candidates' thoughts about how that city should address housing policy and housing affordability. Um, But you're seeing other cities, including Lenexa and Overland Park and even Leewood, start to at least dip their toes into the waters of thinking about issues around housing and zoning. And then let's not forget, this is also a countywide issue. So towards the end of 2023, uh, the Johnson County Commission also made a big move to approve the purchase of a hotel to create the county's uh, first and only permanent a homeless shelter. So this will continue to be a big issue in 2024. And why is this becoming such a big issue right now in Johnson County? It feels like the region has been addressing questions of housing for for many years. Well, I think it's twofold. Number one, housing prices um, and the cost of living um, in Johnson County especially just continues to rise and rise exponentially. That has um, really opened a lot of people's eyes to uh, what is possible in Johnson County in terms of the housing debate and and um, has also created a little bit more urgency around trying to find uh, potential solutions. I would also say the county population as a whole demographically, both racially and socioeconomically, is getting more diverse. We see that play out in conflicts both around housing and in education policy, too. And so I think these these twin trends of rising housing costs and increasing diversity and, and asking ourselves um, who gets to live in Johnson County and, and how that changes the traditional makeup of who has lived in Johnson County over the past you know century or so, um, I think has created a lot more focus and urgency on this issue. Prairie Village's elections uh, seemed to go the direction of those candidates who were opposed to the efforts to increase access to affordable housing in Prairie Village. Is that how the issue has played out in other municipalities in the county? Well, that remains to be seen, and that's why we're we're curious to see what happens in 2024 and beyond. Certainly, uh, the opponents to Prairie Village's affordable housing recommendations um, won the majority of open council seats that were on the ballot in 2023. So you can draw conclusions about that. Uh, but whether that trend holds in other cities remains to be seen, though I will say the situation that played out in 2023 in Prairie Village has certainly informed other cities about how they might want to approach the issue in their own backyards, notably Overland Park 
and even Lenexa as well. I think you're going to see cities proceed uh, more cautiously, uh, maybe more publicly and intentionally than Prairie Village did as they, again, try to continue to address uh, the cost of housing and housing affordability. There's another set of elections that always makes big news in Johnson County, and that's for school boards. Uh, This has been an area where a lot of the so-called culture war issues seem to get hashed out. How did we see that play out in 2023? Well, you know, the the conservative critics who have risen up in the past two or three years decrying uh, diversity, equity and inclusion efforts and, you know, expressing deep skepticism about those plans uh, really were roundly rejected this year in Johnson County. In Shawnee Mission, Blue Valley, Olathe and USD 232 in DeSoto, uh, candidates who supported those districts Uh, diversity initiatives and efforts won pretty resounding victories across the board. And so that's a clear message. I I think that uh, at least the voters in these districts um, approve of how the district is handling these issues. But I will say, I think the districts will readily admit that uh, so far it's not been enough. Um, Soon after the school board elections this year, there was a a much-watched event that occurred at uh, Shawnee Mission East High School in Prairie Village, got national attention, Um, a white male student and black female student fighting in the hallways, the use of the N-word during that fight by the white male student, Um, again, highlighting how... As, as much progress as districts might feel they have made over the past four or five years on this issue, um, really um, still so much more to be done. Before I let you go, Kyle, let's talk about one other office in particular that got a lot of attention in 2023, and that's the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. What have we seen over the past year in the leadership of Calvin Hayden, and what are you watching in 2024? Well, uh, Calvin Hayden will be, if he chooses to run for re-election at the time of this taping, he's not officially declared that he will, but he has indicated that he will. Um, He is set to be on the ballot again in 2024 for re-election. He's already facing um, two other men who have filed to run to challenge him, one Republican and one Democrat. Um, So that will be um, his first contested re-election since first attaining the office in 2016. Um, Calvin Hayden in 2023 was in the news a lot for conducting um, an investigation into recent election results in Johnson County, uh, dating back to 2020 and also 2021, um, never has produced any clear evidence that any widespread fraud occurred uh, in Johnson County. And certainly county and state officials have repeatedly um, said that elections have been safe and secure and and the results should be trusted. Uh, but he has remained in the news, uh, continuing to try to push this investigation. He's spoken to conservative groups uh, repeatedly um, and has suggested that there is something nefarious going Going on. Um, and so that has potentially riled up his base, but we'll be watching in 2024 to see if that creates some sort of movement to a uh, concerted movement to oust him from the office, one of the top law enforcement offices in Johnson County. So that will certainly be on our radar in 2024. That was KCUR's Brian Ellison and Kyle Palmer of the Shawnee Mission and Blue Valley Post. We'll be back after this. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive.
north of the county line, challenges like affordable housing and crime remained prominent, but there were also unique issues facing the unified government of Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas, like whether it should continue to exist at all. Brian also spoke with Josh Merchant, who covers Wyandotte County for the Kansas City Beacon. Josh Merchant, what do you think's been the biggest story in Wyandotte County government and politics in 2023? I think the one that comes to my mind is the press conference in October where uh, Mayor Garner of the Unified Government, along with the mayors of Edwardsville and Bonner Springs, talked about some fundamental challenges in, in Wyandotte County and alluded to the potential dissolution of the Unified Government. They're exploring that in, in community listening sessions over the next few months. But that, you know, seems to be the most fundamental, you know, dissolving the unified government seems like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I think about how long we've just talked about the unified government, assuming that's how it always would be. W- what's at stake? Why does it matter if the unified government stays unified? Yeah. Well, so for those that don't remember, it was initially formed in 1997. It's only been around for 26 years or so. And the reason why it was formed in the first place is because there was this political machine in Kansas City, Kansas, and kind of ineffective political governance at times. The the Kansas City, Kansas would be undermining the county commission at times and vice versa. Um, And so to make it more efficient and to, you know, reduce property tax rates as well, you know, eliminate inefficiencies, they consolidated in 1997. And so, you know, you can understand why the idea of deconsolidating might be a little bit scary to those who were imagining it as this new, more efficient. Right. It's about a generation past now. So what's next? What's the timeline for any changes or decisions about that? So there's no official timeline quite yet. Um, They're still in the community listening stage. So, um, you know, they've been having meetings with residents in, um, you know, KCK public libraries, and I think a little bit in, in some of the other municipalities as well, um, to just hear from residents what they find is successful about the unified government and what hasn't been successful over the past 25 years. Well, let's move on to uh, other stories from the past year. It was an election year, not only for the unified government, for some other municipalities and boards and schools as well. Uh, what stood out to you in the year's uh, election news as having real impact for the year ahead? Well, so the the unified government, I think, is the biggest election that happened in Wyandotte County. Um, they had about half of their board was up for a re-election. And I think they have three new faces going into the new year. So there will be a lot of people bringing in their fresh new ideas, trying to, trying to get their platforms passed in the first few months. Um, a lot of talk about creating more financial efficiency. There are financial issues in Wyandotte County and in the unified government, um, you know, structural deficit, spending more than they're making. Um, and so they're taking a, a hard eye at more sustainable solutions than just fixing the budget every year. There will be some ideas thrown around about you know, increasing affordable housing and addressing the issue of uh, homelessness in Wyandotte County as well. Um, it still is an area of the metro area that does not have a single um, shelter for people experiencing homelessness. And so that's an issue that they're looking to resolve. A few of the candidates were talking about building more transitional housing um, and also taking advantage of tax incentive programs like LIHTC to renovate older buildings as opposed to demolishing them and, and create affordable housing inside of them. Um, so those are just a, a handful of the ideas. And obviously, public safety comes up every year as well. As we turn to 2024, Josh, and you continue to cover this beat, what will be the big stories you're watching? Yeah, one of the ones that I'm looking out for is uh, whatever happens with the pilot fee um, in Kansas City, Kansas. So for those that don't know, pilot is payment in lieu of taxes. It's a percent fee that is paid to the unified government, but is charged by the Board of Public Utilities. So it appears on electric and water bills. The revenue goes to the unified government. Lots of complaints for a long time about it being extremely high, but it's been coming up in the BPU elections and in the unified government elections for just how do we get relief for those fees? And so they'll be exploring potentially, you know, 
relief programs for seniors and people on fixed incomes, um, and potentially looking at practically how can they get this off the off of the BPU bill and, and find that revenue in other places. That was KCUR's Brian Ellison and the Kansas City Beacon's Josh Merchant. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Tomorrow, we'll look back on more of this year's biggest news stories and predict what could come in 2024. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute.